Sorry, Eddie. Let me undeafen you, because then you can at least hear. All right, now Eddie can at least hear us and do his whole like creepy hey, Eddie on the Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, you, Eddie. you can't talk in there. Yeah, nobody. No. Silence. Get get. <laughs> we have muted you because none of us. Oh but, no, oh, he left. Oh, Fine. oh, he got mad. Eddie. <laughs> this okay. This this is great. This is a really good episode. We're off to a fantastic start. This is gonna be so good. My sticks. Sticks <laughs> to your sticks. Your sticks. mozzarella sticks waiting waiting to be fried oh you do the actual frying huh uh well we have an air fryer so if we get fried food and we want to heat it back up we put it in the air fryer so it doesn't get soggy that's a pro move we only recently like discovered the air fryer had that capability like a year ago yeah we kept being like man i wish french fries were still good after like they resort returned to their original state and then we just started air frying them like, oh, these are even better. Yeah, exactly. So the other day we ordered pizza and mozzarella sticks and garlic bread. And I fully knew we weren't going to eat all of it because it was too much, too much food. Um, but I was like, these mozzarella sticks are for a different day. I'll just heat them up in the air fryer. Excellent. So Eddie says he can't get into cast <clears throat> on his phone. He was going to jump in and explain over Discord, but we, like, muted him immediately. <laughs> well, like, so... all the other people in there could hear him, but we couldn't hear him. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Eddie. Um, even though you aren't currently in the chat and can't hear me. Um, hopefully, Eddie's uh, being locked out of his house will be resolved soon, and then we will have a full house of guests we I, we actually can't have more than four people like in a cast room at a time <laughs> oh someone left they're like no eddie fuck this <laughs> disconnected <laughs> i'm here for eddie what the fuck steady content yeah all right well oh they're back never mind oh okay never, they got it you know it's fine if there's no eddie i'll be okay if there's no eddie. <laughs> i'll be so sad no i mean i i won't personally i'm heartbroken because I don't think I've ever interacted with Eddie in any sort of meaningful way. <laughs> is this meaningful? Yes. It's, it's like voice meaningful. to voice. We're having a conversation. Doesn't mean it's meaningful. Is, I have conversations not... with people all the time. I thought this meant something. I'm just saying. I don't have a meaningful conversation with, like, you know, the CVS clerk. Today we learned that we mean nothing to Dixie. That's cold. It's cold, but <sighs> I understand. <sighs> um, welcome to Bonus Experience. Yeah, welcome to Bonus Experience. This is a podcast Monica? with a deeper look at the play there experience and the finer details of running and writing <laughs> games. Here I am. I've been here the whole time. You were just like, oh, welcome to the bonus experience. <laughs> it was we're amping up. Over I was it. reaching a crescendo. Oh, okay. Or I was um, just not looking at my mic. You decide. Oh, one of, the, <laughs> one of those. Where did we... Um, we are queer women speaking with authority about games. Yes, we swear. Die mad Die about, about it. it. Die mad about it. I'm mad about it. Thank you. We have special guests. Eddie is only here in spirit. Eddie is <laughs> trapped outside of his house. Eddie doesn't get to defend himself. We're going to make up a whole bunch of stuff about Eddie. It's going to be nice things, though. It's not going to, you know. Fa- here, here's some facts about Eddie. Eddie's made of candy. 
<laughs> Eddie is four pugs in a trench coat. <laughs> it's true. Eddie can fly. <laughs> Eddie can tunnel underground at 35 miles per hour. <laughs> and that's why Eddie can't be here today. That, I mean, <laughs> neither of these things can help Eddie get back in his house. Also, according to some conspiracy theorists on the internet, Eddie owns the RPG industry. Eddie, oh, Eddie owns the entire RPG industry, yes. Especially drive through RPG and also Modifius, um, both of whom and we should fire. We were so lucky <laughs> to have him even agree to be on our show, as he is the king of role-playing games. Eddie but... is immune to the venom of the murder moth. It's true, H. That's true. <laughs> Eddie's the only thing that can permanently kill a Tarisk. Eddie oh. is a sidereal. And he oh. is a sidereal, which is why we're having trouble remembering if we've ever met him before. Who's Eddie? I, I don't know. What are we talking about? I, I have no Today idea. we have uh, Dixie Hi. of uh, some fame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I Dixie. was about to be like, Dixie, Dixie, Dixie last name. And I was like, Cyanide's not her last name. <laughs> <laughs> Dixie of also co-owning drive-thru RPG. <laughs> yes. Dixie also owns all of the role-playing games right. that you heard of that's not true dixie hi <laughs> here are some facts they haven't been listening to me for the past 25 minutes dixie why don't you tell them true things about yourself <laughs> i'm dixie cochran i work for onyx path publishing i'm a full-time freelancer i am in charge of the editing department so don't come to me about typos because i don't care once the book is published um <laughs> And I am the in-house developer for Chronicles of Darkness and Exalted, which means I'm mostly a project manager more than, like, a line manager. So I'm sure y'all have heard of, you know, Eric and Vance. They are in charge oh, yeah. of Exalted. Yeah. I am just the person that pays them. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all. I do other things, too. Eric uh, and Vance are important to you. Like, make sure other people get paid. That's very important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that is what I do in the industry. I've also edited for a few other companies, and I have recently begun writing on RPGs. So I've written on a few things, um, all for Onyx Path so far, uh, but across our lines. So hopefully I will expand out at some point, but this time in the year 2020, I'm not being too ambitious. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> mostly, mostly hanging out. 2020 can smell your fear. Um, but why are you here? Uh, we were originally here because we have beef with y'all. What? I hear that you're not vampire fans. <laughs> How did I give you that idea? <laughs> I, I hear that you're not fans of Masquerade or Requiem. Well, listen. Um, listen. <laughs> In my defense, I have nothing to defend myself. You're right. I'm not a big fan of vampire. <laughs> like, you're not haters, but you're not fans. Nah, okay, nah. Yeah. I mean, if you had caught me, like, maybe 15 years ago, I might have, like, filed myself under hater. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just not, like, a fan. I feel like you get to an age where... I feel like when I was younger, I was a hater of various RPG systems, and now that I'm older, I'm like, eh, most of them have their place. Yeah, exactly. They're just not yeah. for me sometimes. Yeah, I definitely I, like... would have also been a hater 15 years ago because I was an asshole then. Uh, oh god who wasn't right yeah, d is objecting assholes 15 years ago <laughs> in the yes. chat that she's hired me on requiem uh that's because i'm a fan of you not a fan of vampire i uh <laughs> i was hired to do um a pretty good chunk of cults of the blood gods um and that's uh, i that's because i'm a fan of making money <laughs> <laughs> i'm a fan of that sweet sweet rpg chatter um and and actually, this section that that 
uh, Matthew asked me to write, I was really passionate about. Um, because it's one of the only things I know about vampire. Um, my, uh, my tragic backstory involving not being a fan of vampire is I spent my teen years and then my college years in a small college border port town <laughs> named Bellingham. I grew oh, up I in know Bellingham. Bellingham, Washington. Oh God, you know Bellingham? I used to live in Bremerton. Hang on. Let's, let's compare notes. When were you in Bremerton? Uh, 2010 to 2012. Okay. Okay. All right. You're clear. I don't think I was. I don't think I was anywhere near you. Um, <laughs> Would that have been a problem? <laughs> it might have been. I have beef with Bellingham. Um, but anyway, all my like angsty teenage friends were really, really, really into vampire. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of vampire players that think that they are really vampires. Which like the LARP never ended. Like they were oh, always on. So I got real, real tired of vampire. <laughs> just totally. kind of on principle. Just got a little bit sick of it. Oh, God, several people are typing. <laughs> oh, no. Controversial <laughs> opinion. Oh, no. However, what we really were going to talk about today during this episode was how you don't have to be a fan necessarily of a property to write on that property. Right. And sometimes yeah. it's actively detrimental. Yes. 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 Sometimes <laughs> um, it is. Like, I have, like, if you are too enthusiastic about how you think a property should go and you're not going to listen to direction, you might not be the right person to write on that property. It's sort of like um, this is this is another weird like Ray history deep cut. Um, I was in the military for a very brief period of time. I attended Army basic training, and one of the things I learned when they were um, preparing us for like our our rifle training is um, people who had already learned to shoot were going to have the hardest time because they would basically have to like unteach them and then teach them the specific way that the u.s army wanted you to go about it uh-huh. so me like i had no experience with firearms so i picked it up like no problem because i already had nothing to, i had nothing to unlearn and this is a very weird analogy for this but I, it's kind of the similar it's kind of a similar vein like if you're too big of a fan of a line you kind of have to unlearn some of that like some of that not love, but you have to unlearn a lot of your expectations and your own attachment to that brand or that setting because now you're creating it and it can't be, it's a, it's not a, uh, it's not a single person job. You'd have to collaborate with a whole team Mm -hmm. and follow instructions. (laughs) So if you come into it with your own assumptions and don't want to be flexible about it, you're not going to do a great job. Also like as a fan, sometimes you're really focused on being a fan of like one thing. Right. Yeah, like you might be a really big fan of your your guys, your vampire clan, your exalt type, your favorite class, whatever. Like that's your thing and you've been doing it forever, but when you're writing on a line, you have to write for the whole line. You don't yep. just get to yep. write content for, you know, the Bruja or whatever because yeah. they're your favorite. You're going to have to do other things. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like literally I was, everything um... I write is just content for barbarians. <laughs> What? That's what Danielle said. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Dixie, you were saying something. No, I was going to say, like, that's that's a thing that we take into account actually during our submissions process and also when we're hiring people for um, all of our lines. But, like, Exalted is a big one for that because you almost need to know it a little bit. But we've actually moved yeah. away from that recently. Um, yeah. Because yeah. if, you know, we're hiring people that are good writers regardless, then they're going to do their research and they're going to learn what everything's about. Um I think it's been touchy for a while because Exalted does have such a long history. So if we were like for a long time, we were very focused on like, you have to kind of know Exalted to work on Exalted. Um, 
but we, we are we are trying to move away from that a little bit because we're not getting fresh voices that way. Yeah, um, you're getting a lot of the same. I mean, sorry, I, yeah. I'm not I'm not in the in a position of authority over the exalted line, but but yeah, exalted well, yeah, like, has like not only that history, but that huge setting, like an enormous like setting Bible basically for exalted, and it can be kind of intimidating for really anyone new to the line. Yeah. But yeah, so you, you're you into that problem. Like, I mean, come on, go on Twitter and look at people talking about, like, Star Wars. Are you going to let them write a Star Wars movie? Because <laughs> I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, yeah, like, if you're passionate about a line, great, but you've got to be passionate about it, but also flexible. Right, and exactly. willing to write things that maybe aren't your favorite thing. Like, I, I wrote some vampires for um, one of the V5 like stretch 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 goal books and um they were not like the the vampires i would play you know they weren't characters that like i was super like i am making my oc right now (laughs) because i was writing them for other people to use yeah yeah and so if i read them all something that was attractive to me that would be weird because then they would all be like some variation on a couple of themes that i tend to like to play but instead, they are very different characters I play because I'm not so attached to Vampire that I have to write down all of my OC characters. Right. I, on the other hand, am going to insert every one of my OCs into Exalted Essence. I hope that's okay. <laughs> You'll we never can talk know later. We can talk which later, right? ones I made up and which <laughs> ones are actually mine. Um, oh, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm laughing because I also know what the whole manuscript looks like. <laughs> Don't. Don't say anything. Um. Uh, so, like, I've been a really big fan of Exalted for a long time, but when I got hired to work on 3rd edition, um, uh, I had not touched it for, I don't know, eight years? Uh, I think I think I got hired to work on it in 2016, 2017? It was, like, right around when they were wrapping up Arms of the Chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then, because uh, that was the first thing I worked on. Um, and I just, I did some, some quick fiction for that. Uh, and then I think I had fl- hardcore burned out and then flamed out of the fandom, uh, which I will admit in public right now, um, in like 2010, when the fuck did Return of the Scarlet Empress came out? Because that's when I was like, I'm done. God, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I yeah. remember Return of the Scarlet Empress came out and I was like, yeah, that, that was the dreams, point. Dreams was good. Shards was good. Yeah, Dreams... Kind of lost the thread after that. Dreams was good. Shard, shards was good. We're good. That's it. I don't, like... Everything else after that, I was like, fuck this! So, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there were other things that were going on at the time, which I'm not going to discuss on air. But, uh, like, that was it for me. And I was like, forget it. I'm done. I'm never playing this game again table flip i'm out uh and i was like i'm done with it i'm putting it away i'm never going back to it again uh so i had taken a nice long five to eight year break (laughs) before Mm -hmm. i got hired to be back on the line and at that point i had been like really into other games uh and i like deleted all the deep lore out of the back of my that was occupying the space in the back of my memory (laughs) Uh, Uh, the monica space (laughs) and like moved on i had moved on i was doing other things we like D &D fourth edition now 
uh, <laughs> uh, I'm in a new relationship. And, and then I got hired back on and everybody was like, do you remember these deep lore things? And I was like, no, <laughs> not anymore. Oh, no. Not anymore. <laughs> not since the purge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the thing, like with fandoms is if you're really really into something and then you take a break you're probably gonna forget some of it because oh, so like much. every now and then I'll, I'll i'll have somebody ask me about like some sailor moon minutiae that i would have known when i was 13 you know when i was right, yeah. like when I, I had i had a pile of 20 zip discs full of sailor moon images from oh my god that i couldn't zip get discs. to the u.s Jesus and god. and and music videos and things like that that took you know 18 hours to download for a two-minute music video. yes oh my god um, so, like, I knew everything about Sailor Moon up to, like, that point. And now, every now and then, Neil will, like, ask me if, if like, something's canon or whatever. And I'm like, I don't remember. Like, I, I, I'd have to look it up. Because it's been too long since I watched, like, Sailor Stars. Or read all the manga. Like, I own all the manga, but I haven't read them in years. And so it's like, yeah, I don't remember. And then, like, some oh. little details I, I do remember. But, yeah, there's definitely, like... Stuff that I'm like, I don't remember where that villain came from or what they're here for. Like, I haven't seen that movie in so, so long. I wonder if there's something to be said for the elements of that fandom that actually survive through the fogs of time. I wonder if those are really the more, like, relevant parts of that of that fandom, of that setting. Like, if you remember I mean, how it made you feel or you remember really cool set pieces, are those the more important parts you should have remembered? I mean, probably the more important parts to, to you. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be different for everybody. But yeah, I would say that that, like, whatever you took away from it that you still kind of hold on to, that's the most important part to you. Yeah. So, like, if there's certain parts of Exalted that, you know, Monica really, like, kept in her brain after all that, then great. But if there's, like, little minutiae things that she pushed out, then that's also fine. Also, like, I, sometimes things just get, just get caught in the grooves, and they're never leaving whether you liked it or not, or at least that's just how my brain works. And then, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And then someone, like, says something, and I'm like, yes, I do remember all the details of that deep cut. And then Eric is like, do you remember the name of this one important setting place? And I was like, fuck that, I never played a game in the Southwest. What are you, don't speak to me. Like, <laughs> would you think I would play how on that you? side of creation? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, for... For, for, for what it's worth, I still remember some of the songs from the original Sailor Moon soundtrack and oh Lagarak. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's very bad. They are, te- they're <laughs> terrible. Uh, I, have, I have a friend who unironically loves them. And I, like. <laughs> I, I kind of love them in the way that I love, like, Bewitched still. Yeah. Like, sometimes. The band it's, Bewitched. It's, and that, it's... like, it just was such a thing that I loved when I was 12. Yeah. And I'm 35 and it's just still there. Sometimes things are bad in a really charming way and they make you feel good and you're like, oh, this is terrible, but I love it. Yeah. 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 Embrace that. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. the that's the part of you. That's the that's the twelve year old part of you that is still like inside you somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's so that's the being a fan part of this conversation. Let's talk about the writing half of that, because like you really don't have to be a fan of anything to write on it if you're willing to do the research. I like having her on this podcast. Like, she's like, did you hear her, like, like take charge? The, of, like, <laughs> actually, <laughs> no, I love Both it. Monica and I would just bullshit for an I'm hour. I'm so and used be to like, hosting oh, my own podcast. The next... We didn't get to what we wanted to talk about. or <laughs> No, we if we don't outline, we don't stay on anything resembling a topic. It's just an ADHD conversation that tumbles downhill for the oh, next hour Oh, I also have ADHD. Half. 
<laughs> Which is then, why I try to like focus myself back. It's because I'm like, oh no, oh I've done God. the ADHD thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about Luna Rock. <laughs> like, how did I get here? I just want, you know, it was in no way a backhanded compliment. That was me genuinely going, wow. <laughs> wow, thank her you. power. <laughs> Thanks for hurting us along. What were we talking um, about? <laughs> we're talking about how you don't have to be a fan to write on things. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the point of writing to spec is that you do the research on the property you're working on. Like most of the outlines that we hand out will have re- either required or recommended reading in them. Yes, and, that's right. And a lot of the outlines too <laughs> will have things like, you know, hey, for this section, please reference this second edition book if it's like an exalted thing, right? Yeah. Or yeah. please reference this first edition section. And then we'll provide you those materials for free. Yeah. So yeah, I had to do them. I had to do more research for my section in Cults of the Blood Gods than I did for like my most recent like college paper in recent memory. <laughs> like I read so many old vampire supplements and then poured over like a whole bunch of oh, fuck, I hate NDAs. I'm pretty sure I can talk about what's in cults, right? Didn't the didn't that it's the, out, isn't it? The cults PDF? Like the advance went out? out? I don't remember. Hang on. Shit! Hang on. I'm trying to remember if it's out. Dixie, make sure I can talk about this so Dixie doesn't get mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure the manuscript is out, if nothing else. The manuscript was in the Kickstarter. Yeah, so I mean, if if the manuscript's out, I don't mind if you mention, like, something that you wrote. All right, cool. Um, I wrote the... I did the write-up for uh, The Church of Set, which is the new uh, edition you know, for the Sedite clan, um, which was, like I said, one of the only things I really retained from my limited vampire exposure, other than, like, the names of the clans and the general sorts of people that were, like, drawn to each clan. <laughs> um, like, oh, if you're, like, super quirky and you want to play Changeling, but it's not dark enough, you play a Malkavian. Like, that kind of... So... Um, <laughs> we have tried to fix that. <laughs> in yes! No, I know. This, is, this, was my, <laughs> this was my perception as an angry 18-year-old. Um, so yeah, I got to write about the, the church of set, which meant I needed to do like some deep dives into Egyptian mythology and also do a lot of reading on like, uh, like mystery cults and also get up to speed on what the lore was for the, for this, for the clan of set. Um, which like I only knew was like, oh right, they're the bad guys, right? And then I read up like on like I read on their their whole clan book and shit, and they're dope as fuck. They're now my favorites, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> because I spent so much time writing for them. But I had to do a lot of research to make sure that I would do a good job, which is you know what we were talking about just now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing though is that you you really don't have to be a fan of something like. I've uh, edited for Star Wars, um, for Fantasy Flight, right? I've, like, edited a couple of Star Wars books, um, including their Allies and Adversaries book, which is all about canon characters. It's, like, statting up, you know, Yoda and stuff. And (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I love Star Wars, but I've never been a, like, EU person. Like, I've never read all the novels or anything, but I, I like the movies and I like what I, you know, some of the other stuff around it. Um, but I spent a lot of time on Wikipedia. Like, while I was working on this, because I was like, did they spell this right? I'm going to go check Wikipedia, because yeah. they have thousands of people editing it, you know? Yeah, uh, the White Wolf Wiki was honestly, like, a, yeah. a boon to me, just to Thanks, be like, okay, E-N-A-A where Watson? was this mentioned? What was this said about? Oh, yeah. look. Oh, look at all the little emoji. 
Oh, there's a there's a little vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did someone just refer to an ult? Yes. Solars do not have ults. No, no, they do now. They do now. Oh, I'm sorry. Solars now have ults. Thank yeah, you for your contribution. That's, What's an ult? That's, that's going in the joke version. An ultimate. <laughs> renaming BRB, renaming all iconic animals to ults. The Monica Listen, cast solar. Yep. Uh, Probably shouldn't be doing this in front of the the lead developer. <laughs> okay, Dixie. Um, I'm gonna deafen you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tell Dixie. <laughs> oh man, quick! Uh, yeah, so when I had, I did a bunch of um, the NPCs for Chicago by Night, uh, who I know nothing about, uh, and that like Chicago by Night was some deep vampire lore, um, and God bless the White Wolf Wiki for giving yeah. me context. Right? Yeah, someone I else am... did all that work for me. I am actually playing a, a personal V five game set in Chicago right now. And so we're probably using a lot of your NBCs. Oh, neat. Nice. I, I only did, like, two of them. I was supposed to do more, but then I had to cut back on my word count. So. We've mentioned this in another server, but I'd really like to see a vampire setting, like, in a smallish town as opposed to, like, an urban sprawl. Yeah. Like, specifically, I'd love to see it take place in Bellingham, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> there are some smaller towns represented in um, Let the Streets Run Run. The oh, Chicago yeah? supplement. Yeah. I know that, like, part of it takes place in Gary, Indiana. Like, oh, my God. That. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And Vampires actually, out my, in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> my Chicago game has taken us to Gary a couple of times. because oh, awesome. um, it's Because it's, it's like an hour south of Chicago. And we had to go there to find some asshole vampires who tried to kill us. Oh. And, uh... Gary, Gary this, vampires. This, this, this one Gary Toreador tried to act like she was the shit with me, and I was just like, you live in Gary. Like, <laughs> like what oh, the hell? Boy. And yes, it has been a historical core book vampire setting. Um, yeah, I, but... I actually did a bunch of work on the, the characters who were in Gary. That was what oh, I was yeah? working on. Yep. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go ahead and just make my own uh, Bellingham supplement. Maybe I can put that on the vault or something. I don't hey, know. Hey, go for it. I'll name the SIGs after all of the mean kids in high school. Yeah. <laughs> right, you can't make community content for something you're not a fan of. God. Oh, but fuck, you can. I forgot. That's right. <laughs> but you can. Except you can. Except that you can, yeah. No, it's not three vamp. It's like 10% of, Be of Bellingham is vampire, if my high school experience is to be trusted. <laughs> it's, it's so funny, because for me, like, when I was in high school, we were playing a lot of vampire, and it's because we were the weird kids, and we yeah. weren't, like, but we, but what, what you're describing is a whole different level. Like, we played vampire in Sci-Fi Fantasy Club when we were supposed to be playing vampire, and then outside of that, we were not playing vampire, we were just ourselves. <laughs> Nah, dog. <laughs> if you played, if you played vampire, that was your personality. It was not where I where I was, which is so, there was so, so a weird to me. Very large goth subculture in Bellingham, Washington, which was, I remind you, thirty minutes from Vancouver, Canada. A like on it was on a port. Um, we had a community college, and Western Washington University is there. Like 
There's more parks per capita in Billing. It's it's very crunchy. It's a very small town crunchy granola yeah, kind of is. place. And all of the teenagers there were so angry. <laughs> Just so angry and upset. And they all wanted to be vampires. See, yeah, we, we never took it that far. This is in like 99 to like 03, I would say. Was when I was in high school. And then um, after that, I play vampire on the weekends with a group of people. But same thing. Like we didn't. We didn't do it when we weren't actually sitting at the table playing. That is fascinating to me. I wonder what it was about my small town that was like... I have no idea. Because, like, I was a weird goth kid. But I wasn't like, I want to be a vampire. I was just a weird goth kid. Like, my (laughs) my personality was more of, like, music and the books I was reading and stuff than it was, like, Vampire the Masquerade. I I liked my character. And, I mean, sure, if, if someone had... You know, said they had a magic wand that could make me into her because she was a super hot vampire. I'd be like, yeah, because I was a goth kid. But I didn't, like, act like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Weird. I, I want to talk for a little bit about from a development perspective when you bring on someone who is not a huge fan of something. Like, maybe they are familiar with it in passing or maybe they've always wanted to be a fan of it and never got into it or they own the mm-hmm. books and never played these That's people very common. are yeah it's super common uh these people are an invaluable resource because they have not been living in the monkey house yeah <laughs> they're good, they're yeah. they're pretty great at going this shit smells man <laughs> and yeah. everybody else is like i don't notice it what are you talking about and they're like this is awful or like hey did you yeah, know this yeah. is racist which is yeah, yeah, no, yeah it is. <laughs> We've been doing it that way this whole time. Yeah, it is super yeah. super helpful to have folks come in with their um, their un uncolored opinions, I would say, or their their personal reads on it that haven't been kind of twisted by the um, by the the fandom, as it were, or the the inertia of like, well, this is how we've always done it, and not yeah, and not it's very easy to not think about that critically especially if you've been engaging with it on your own time Um, and sometimes there's things that are maybe not great about a game that aren't necessarily like racist maybe just a mechanics not that well written or whatever um, that like you've been house ruling in your own game for so long you forgot the original version sucks (laughs) (laughs) the um yeah like we're uh we're we're doing a different XP system in our V5 game than the V5 system as written. Mm-hmm. So whenever I work on V5 stuff, I have to remind myself that the XP system is completely different. Yeah, uh, one of the things that I house rule in a lot of games um, is teamwork. And then I go to write powers for a game, and I'm like, wait a second. How does teamwork actually work in this fucking game? What is the real rule? Because I've changed it. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, then you get someone who has never interacted with anything like that, and we'll just use teamwork as an example, and then they're in, like, the the brainstorming session for writing new powers, and then they're like, hey, did you guys know that teamwork as written is garbage? And either people are like, yeah, I know. Or, or they're like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, right, I've been house-ruling it this whole time. And sometimes if you're working on something, like, in the middle of a line, being like, hey, did you know the teamwork rules suck? is great to point out, but you can't change it at that point. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> However, if you're if you're cool, you can like write a player's guide that has examples for alternate suggestions of yes. systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, you can I, make a game. I did some of that. <laughs> <laughs> I did some of that in Exalted, actually. <laughs> but yeah, so like 
it's 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 nice to have that perspective of someone who maybe knows the property but isn't like a mega fan of it or hasn't been you know playing it for 20 years um it's also useful to have somebody who is not familiar with the property sometimes to come on because they they can read it and sometimes their like knee-jerk reaction is hey this thing is racist and everybody else is like what right or like hey this is actually kind of sexist and it's like what really like oh, um, i never noticed that before crap you're right like, it I'm, is and like i'm usually really good about noticing that kind of stuff right. so the fact that i missed it is is you know revelatory <laughs> i'm like thank you thank you brand new person <laughs> yeah um i had something to say and then it just fa- evaporated right out of my brain Oh, we actually have, like, pertinent questions coming. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, okay, they're not, not just making jokes about my name. What's up? Alex asks, how do you balance not being enmeshed within a system, in the case of D&D 5e, or Vampire in this case, when being on a writing project? Does the research include resources that help with learning the systems in and outs, or is it just surfing the web and community? I personally would say it's a mixture. Um, if, if, if I hired you to write on uh, an Exalted book, for instance, and you weren't familiar with it, I'm going to give you the core for free, at least, you know, because um, that's something that you need to be able to reference. And if you're writing a supplement for like Dragon Blooded or Lunars or whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that core. Um, you, you also do have the community. You have the, the Slack that you can ask questions in that's helpful. Also, your developer will usually redline you if you um, have messed up the system, if you're writing systems. Like that's part of their job is to know the system so that they can teach you how to do it and generally after you do it a few times you will learn it um but it's 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 a mixture of all sorts of things it's like we have given you resources also you can google questions if you have like a really quick question but sometimes you're going to get eight different answers back from different Mm -hmm. you know fan sites so the best thing to do is either ask like just straight up ask your developer or ask your fellow writers if some of them are more um used to it than you are yeah. i guess yeah, yeah I mean, to be sure the the community part is not just what are fans and players saying it's also what are my fellow writers doing um which at first when i when i first started out with writing assignments i got really really nervous about talking to fellow writers because i i had like massive imposter syndrome like they're gonna find out like especially with especially with my work on cults of the blood gods they're gonna find out i'm not really a vampire fan they're gonna find out i don't know what i'm doing they're gonna find out i don't belong here so i was like really frightened to ask people exactly eventually i did get in contact with Jax, who was a huge huge help huge resource um and now i'm like i'm way more laid back about it because i've gotten to know my fellow writers a lot more and also i feel a little more at ease with this is what i do It's, it's i'm not an imposter you know, or if I am, they haven't caught me yet, so the ruse is working. So, yeah, it's it's definitely, yeah. a lot of it is also just collaborating with your other writers, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. almost no chapter is written entirely by one person. That's uh, yeah. so rare. That is yeah, so, it's, so, that's so, so very rare. vanishing. Rare. Unless the chapter's really short, and, like, one person can cover it, that, well, yeah. that's it. But, like, most of the time, you're going to be working on a chapter with someone else. Um, and your developer probably should be putting you, brand new person, on that chapter with someone else who knows, who's more familiar with it. And then, like, that's the, the person you could talk to. And if they're not willing or interested in communicating with you, well, then your developer is the person who you should be pitching questions to. And if they're ignoring you, that's a problem. But that's a topic for another time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why did they even hire you? Right, What's yeah, that's on? a topic for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, yes, you, you'll, you'll have a lot of resources if you come into, like, an official project. Um, if you're asking about, like, Storyteller's Vault or uh, Dungeon Master's Guild or whatever, then I would say the community probably is your best resource. 
in terms of like there are groups out there on Facebook or Discord or whatever. Uh, there are forums where people will answer questions. Um, and a lot of it is just reading the core rules and just going off those as best you can. Also, yeah, sometimes question. to, to deal you, with Alex. like imposter syndrome and feeling weird about having to ask people questions about stuff where you're like, I don't know shit. I just honk my clown nose and get on with it. Like, I'm an idiot. Whatever. Tell me, please. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I have had moments where I, I turned in my first draft with like some numbers that I thought were correct. But I actually will like put a note sometimes to my developer that's like, please check these just to make sure that I know what I'm doing. Um because in, in some cases, it's, it's fairly simple. Like when I work on Pugmire, uh, there's a specific set of numbers that you plug in as your stats. And then you just adjust them based on, you know, your, your breed and calling and whatever. So like that's pretty simple to do. But when I'm doing uh, stuff for story path games, I, I'm, I'm not as intuitively used to like getting it right. So I'll ask Matthew or, you know, Monica or whoever my dev is on that project, like, hey, please look at this. Like, I I think I did this right, but I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, that get, is, I get super chatty in my comments. That is a when fine I'm, note like... to leave. I leave those notes, too. I'm like, <laughs> I think this number is right, but I might be wrong. Danielle, tell me if I'm right. <laughs> That's actually one of the funny things about this this industry, and we're totally, like, kind of off topic right now, I don't care. Um, is that we all work for each other sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Monica's my boss on some projects, and I'm her boss on some projects, and I'm Ray's boss on some things, and, you know, if Ray starts developing, Ray could be my boss on something someday. Um, and that's just an interesting thing about the industry, is that, like, we are all each other's bosses and trying to, like... Like, I'm, I try to be really good about, like, deferring to my developer when I'm, when I'm working as a freelancer. Like when I when I'm a freelancer, I am no longer Dixie the in-house developer. You know, I am yeah, I am Dixie yeah. the writer. And if I screw up, then I screwed up like a writer, and you should treat me like a writer. You know, <laughs> um, you shouldn't be like like I don't ever want anybody to you know kiss my ass when it comes to my writing because I have you know this quote unquote supposed power because that's not what's happening in that moment. Generally, when I'm freelance writing, I have like popped like i i am i am doing it in my off time i'm not doing it while i'm working for onyx path so yeah, yeah. just different hats I, I i i have to put on which is interesting because there's there's been times when i needed to address like the scion slack for instance as an in-house person for onyx path and i had to kind of like come in and be like okay i'm gonna put this hat on <laughs> gonna type my thing and now i'm just a writer again because in the science slack i'm, I'm not in charge because that's that's one of eddie's projects and then you know neil is the lead dev and all I've done is written on one book. So, like, and edited two of them, I guess. But, like, I'm not in charge of Scion at all. So it's like, I'm going to go back to being little tiny me now, but word from Onyx Path says... Okay, it's sort of, again. um, it's almost, it's almost, in a sense, like a, a leaderless organization where we all just kind of take turns being in charge of certain concepts. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Monica is kind of in charge of this right now, but um, over here, she's not in charge. That's D. And it's, it's, at first, I did consider it like, oh my gosh, that's my boss. I have to be really careful and blah, blah, blah. But the more I got to know everyone, and also to, like, you know, get to know the fact that none of them are going to be, like, fucking cruel to me. I also know that, like, <laughs> they aren't bosses full-time. Some of them aren't bosses sometimes, which kind of takes, like, the intimidation out of that. Yeah, we are kind of a co-op. Also, a lot of us yeah. are friends, which is a different thing, because, like, 
like there have been times when I've had to go to a freelancer who I am friends with, who I hang out with, like out outside of work, and I, you know, have to go to them and be like, okay, your project's very late. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, but yeah, the, we need yeah, to figure D- out a way Dia's forward. Had to, Dia's had to have that come to Jesus with with me even on a project. Like, okay, listen, you're very late. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. We need to talk about this. <laughs> and and it's, and we can still, like, she's still in my fucking, like, server right now. Like, she's still in my podcast all the time. It's, yeah. you work past it. You own up. You fix the problem. And maybe you never work on a D project again because, you know, whatever. It's not, it's not personal. <laughs> I'm not taking it personally. I'm sorry, D. <laughs> Damn sorry. <laughs> I, I dropped the ball hardcore on something for Monica recently. And it was partially just because of my own m- mental health issues. And partially because I literally forgot about it while I was getting medicated oh, no. and stuff. <laughs> and I got oh, this God. email, and the email was just like, you got 48 hours to turn this in. And I was like, I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm, I was like, I, I can't let her down any further, because I already feel like the biggest asshole. And so I did it, and I turned it in. And then when we were in the Monday meeting, uh, Eddie mentioned that, like, you know, oh, yeah, my... Monica did not out me, by the way. She was very cool about it. Because uh, Eddie was like, oh, yeah, there were a couple of, 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 of late writers on this book. And I was like, me. Me. It was me. <laughs> and I just outed myself because I was like, I was like, yeah, I was supposed to be working on that when I was starting my new serotonin pills. <laughs> and I had all kinds of weird side effects and brain fog and weird couple of weeks and oops. Whoopsie. But, you know, it, it happens. And I don't think that it made Monica, like, hate me. She might have been frustrated with me because you can get frustrated with your fans, friends, fans. I meant to say friends, but like we're all I, fans of Monica here. Yes, but like you know, it works both ways. I also like while we're here, I love that Eddie is only getting the context for this conversation from what people are saying in chat. Yeah. So just apropos of nothing, he sees Josh say "Onyxpath is an anarchist cooperative." <laughs> Got it, and he just responded with the question mark emoji, like. Oh, sorry. You had to be there, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have anything else we wanted to add to this topic before we, I guess, start wrapping up? It's one o'clock. It is. It's nah. 1.15. We've been recording for an hour. I'm spent. I'm out of words. Yeah, I don't You're out of words. Have, yeah, I don't think I, no I have anything left. else to add on the topic. I'm sorry. Eddie was locked outside of his house this entire time. Yeah, I feel like he would have had a lot more um, he was insight than me because he's been in the industry so much longer. He can take notes and then just like run down them like point by point when we show up for pot for pathcast. Just yeah. be like, in response to my absence in, in BXP, point one, no. Point two, sometimes. Point three. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess people will just have to listen to both episodes because oh no. the pathcast episode will have Eddie in it and maybe even Matthew. Wouldn't that it, be delightful? But it won't be live, and it won't be a disaster like this one. I mean... It might still be a don't, disaster. Don't set their expectations too it's high. Fair. It might be a total disaster. <laughs> it still have, might be a disaster. We're we've involved. had some disastrous episodes um, <laughs> where we just went... Like, there was one episode where we, we sat down to talk about one thing, and we went so off the rails within the first 20 minutes, we were like, fuck it, this is the episode now. And we just went on with that. Sometimes... Sometimes you just gotta. Uh, no, the farty no, horns so. are just a thing that we talk about all the time. The farty horns are very important. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the farty horns. I'm really glad that I could infect your podcast with farty horns. How could you do this? 
Is this an actual sound I have to go download now and uh, like, edit into the podcast? <laughs> no, I made it with my mouth. Oh, but like, no, it, it's, it's just a running joke on our podcast that we cannot get past. All right, I have to keep pulling this dumb puppy away from my bookshelf like every two seconds. So I think we need to wrap it All right, up. Yeah, we need, we need nope, to go. Nope. I also have to pee. The coffee is kicking in. <laughs> okay. Oh, <geez. laughs> well, this was fun and uh, silly, oh, yeah. but fun. Yeah. yeah that's, that's <laughs> Thanks for coming on. That is the bonus experience. Yeah, yeah, thank you. If you don't want to have me on talk about anything else, I'm around. We are, you know we are very rarely serious. That's our brand. I not be serious. I listen to your podcast, so I know. <gasps> thank you. I am subscribed to your podcast. Aw, thank I'm you. I'm my podcatcher of choice. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. <laughs> and become a patron of our... Pa- okay, wait, what's our... Are we going to do our thing? Do we want to do our thing? We can do our I thing. I think we should probably do our thing. Yeah. Monica. Yes. Where can they find our show? They can find our show with our now fully updated automated website. At BXPcast. I updated the website! You did it! I'm very proud of you. BXPcast.com. <laughs> Part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing! Yeah! Um, how can they email us? They can shoot us an email to request more disasters like this one. Hell yeah! At bonusexpcast at gmail.com. And um, where's our Twitter? Our Twitter is the same thing. At oh, okay. BonusExpCast. <laughs> Good. If um, you want to harass me, I'm Dixie Cyanide on all social media. And if you wanted to harass me, I'm Ray W. Cole and if on you all to, social media. To, if you wanted to leave me alone, I'm at Zenith Sun on Twitter. <laughs> Don't you, perceive Monica. <laughs> do not perceive me. You can also leave me alone. That's fine, too. <laughs> um, please also... Check out the Onyx Path cast starring Dixie and no one else. <laughs> no, don't listen to the Onyx Path cast. They talk about Onyx Path stuff. Um, Dixie is there. I'm sure there's some other people. Um... <laughs> Matthew Dawkins. Eddie Webb. No. There yes, is. Yes. <laughs> those, people, those people don't exist. They're some, other, some other Matthew guys. Matthew Dawkins isn't real. He can't hurt you. <laughs> Matthew Dawkins can't kill me in any way that matters. <laughs> Oh, bye, Bruce. Okay, see. Okay, he's gone. We gotta go. Um, All right. Bye, Bruce. Bye, Bruce. All right. Bye, everyone. Love you. All right. That was weird. That was kind of a weird energy. (laughs) Everybody get out. (laughs) Everybody get out. All right. I'm going. Change it if you want to. Come on. Bonus experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray and edited by Margaret. Our logo and art are by Nino Studios. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the attribution non-commercial creative commons license. Bonus experience is a part of the misdirected Mark Network. This podcast is a permanent charm, reducing the difficulty of all storyteller roles by your essence. We'll see you next time.